0: Welcome. I'm not gonna arter. I'm Emily Walboard. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. Uh, today we are reviewing the Akira Kurosawa film Dreams. Yes, we are. Our first Kurosawa. First of maybe many, maybe the only one. Okay, interesting. Yeah.
1: I feel like maybe we should at least probably do one more because this is so like out of the mold for him.
0: Weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, we should do more. I I liked this movie. It was just also slow. Fair enough. We'll do more. We'll do more for sure. I just Mm -hmm. did I don't need to be in the right mood. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I
1: think I was expecting this to be really slow and then I read that was eight vignettes and I was like, okay, I love that. I can like Mm -hmm. they like little short chapters. And that to me helps, so always helps me like, okay, how many have we done?
0: We've done four. Okay, there's four more to go. (laughs) Yeah, and also if you kind of lost the plot a little bit, you're like, I'll just get the next one. Yeah, well, what helped
1: me, I was actually like kind of reading analysis along with watching it. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of helped me engage Um. in it more because I was like, oh, okay. I see what he's doing here. Like, okay, it made the whole movie kind of come into context for me as I was watching it. Not something I usually do, but I was kind of like, this one seems like one I should maybe read in-depthly about to understand what's going on.
0: That is a good idea, and I wish I had done that now that you mention it. But it starts with the credits, which kind of already made me be like, oh, brother, because the credits were mad long yeah and nothing was happening it was just names and then so before (laughs) each vignette the subtitle is sunshine through the rain Uh which isn't what it says in Japanese it says this is the dream that I saw or this is the dream that I had um so sunshine through the rain is just the title of the first vignette so it says the title of the vignette in English but in Japanese it just says this is the dream
1: so This is like, so this was his final film that he's made. And it comes five years after Ron, which is like one of his people consider like one of his Mm -hmm. best films. They thought it was going to be his last film because he Mm -hmm. was already 85 when he made that one. And then like at 90, he's like, hey, here's my actual last movie. Um, And this Dreams (laughs) is, is supposedly based on recurring dreams that he's had throughout his life so just some context in case people didn't know that
0: that is i so didn't that know that, would, that would And explore. as they say asian don't die <laughs> yeah that yeah was, and i liked i liked the first two were maybe those are just the first the two that i was paying the most attention to but i really liked amazing. the
1: first two i really liked the first two but i think like what i really liked about i really enjoyed this movie um because i think mm-hmm. the the way it builds throughout each vignette is like pretty Mm -hmm. and how it layers is pretty amazing so the the title character is I his his name is I so Uh it's very autobiographical for Kurosawa Uh we open on um, this house it has Kurosawa's name um, like Mm -hmm. family name on the house so it is just like autobiographical we follow him through each vignette Mm -hmm. as like either a child or as an adult later on like the major themes are obviously people interacting with um nature
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and also like themes of life and death so it's kind of like his fears about life and death and the world um in each vignette
0: yeah I feel like I almost never pay attention to like theme or I'm never like aware of what it is but they were like the strongest, like they really came through with me. They were like the mm-hmm. theme was more present than the plot or the characters in the dialogue,
1: right? And like that's what it kind of got criticized for when it came out. People mm. were like, "It's a little bit heavy-handed, a little simplistic with the themes." But it's also like, okay, but mm. if if it's a dream, you know, it's going to be kind of like obvious, you know, if you're yeah. if it's if you're really like, oh, these are dreams. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the themes of your dreams like yeah. you know are very obvious. You
0: sh- you're scared of sharks who have a dream about like yeah. a shark coming to eat you, you know. <laughs> it's like- yeah. Also, was it heavy handed or did you just have a strong political perspective? Right. Which I think
1: really comes through in, in those later vignettes.
0: Yes. Yeah. I yeah, I love the first one. I thought anytime there was dialogue, the dialogue was so efficient. It communicated mm-hmm. so much so effectively i wish there had been maybe not more but the parts where i would get bored was when it would be like anytime a character walked from place to place it was like four minutes of uninterrupted silence <laughs> anyway so he is wearing a kimono or like a yukata he's wearing like traditional clothing as a little boy he walks outside and it starts pouring rain and then a woman mm-hmm. presumably his mom says mm-hmm. like you got to stay in this weather uh, this is, like, the weather that Fox... It's, like, sunshine, but it's rain. This is the weather that foxes have, funeral processions. And if you see them and they see you, like, something scary will happen. So mm-hmm. you should stay
1: inside. And so they said that they built, like, almost an exact replica of his childhood home.
0: Whoa. And, like,
1: he directed the the actress to, like,
0: act like his mom. Wow. Damn. Yeah, he is old. Because I was, like... This is historic.
1: They're <laughs> wearing wooden shoes. And so then, what I was also reading about this movie is that it has a lot of roots in no the theater, oh, um, which I think okay. you can really see in this first vignette. Because um, another critique of this movie that a lot of critics had was that um, the protagonist, I, he's like very passive. Hmm. Um, and so some one scholar said that. That's very common in no theater is like mm-hmm. uh, in most plays, a walkie, usually a traveler um, mm-hmm. comes across like local inhabitants and they kind of tell the like folklore or the story of whatever town um, they're in. And so like they see this movie as I is like that traveler going through in each vignette, like hearing the stories from each person who inhibits that vignette.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, yeah. you can also see like the performative nature of like it's like very theatrical, a lot of these vignettes. Yes,
0: totally. Especially
1: this first one when he then goes into the forest mm-hmm. and he's seeing this wedding procession from the foxes.
0: And... Yeah, surprise, surprise, he disobeys his mom, goes into the right. forest, immediately <laughs> sees a fox funeral procession. Yeah, and like it's very
1: like they have this beautiful dance, this like choreographed mm-hmm. dance, which is very theatrical and they're not actual foxes there, you know people wearing yes fox makeup and masks essentially um, it,
0: this scene maybe so i did smoke a bowl before watching this movie <laughs> and i think it affected my viewing of it overall for the positive but during this funeral procession they're doing these cool dances they're wearing these amazing clothes mm-hmm. i was like this looks so fun i really don't want to die like i'm going to be so if this is my funeral i would have such bad FOMO. I would just want to be dancing with all my friends wearing cool clothes. I like really felt existential dread watching this. Well,
1: actually, I actually think this is a Fox wedding procession.
0: Oh. It says. Game changer.
1: Yes, which is why it's so celebratory. But also in the final vignette, it is a funeral procession. Mm-hmm. And it's why it's like people have said it's very autobiographical for Kurosawa because it starts at this mm-hmm. like celebration of of a wedding. And then kind of ends with a celebration of a funeral.
0: Hmm. Wow. And the funeral was even more popping than the wedding. So then he runs home. So then the foxes obviously see him and he runs home and his mom is waiting and angry. We've all been there. And she won't (laughs) let him inside because she knows that he saw something he shouldn't apparently a fox came and left a fucking knife for him to kill himself with and said
1: she was like like, you're expected to kill yourself
0: (laughs) or if you're not gonna kill yourself you better apologize and she says they don't forgive easily you better be ready to die you have to be really well it said you better be ready to die in the subtitles but i think what she like in japanese i feel like what she said was, you have to be really sincere like i feel like Mm -hmm. it was her saying like you have to mean it or they'll know it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is translated as "you have to be ready to die," which I've done translation work before, and it is. I felt like the whole time I was doing it, I was thinking very like, "I want to go fast. I want to translate it re- like literally. I want to translate what their meaning is." But I also think like there are certain like tones that don't translate well, and if I say things a certain way, it's going to make them sound so like oriental. And I think this is an example where I probably wouldn't have said, like, you better be ready to die. Because that seems very, like, you know, Japanese moms, they're always telling their kids, like, they have to die for honor. And she, I don't know. That felt <laughs> harsher than I think what she actually said. Mm-hmm. And it was a different choice than I would have made.
1: Yeah. Because um, then he, you know, she, like, locks him out of their house and pretty much says, like, you can't come <laughs> and back until they forgive you. Yeah. And this poor, he's like. He's so little. He's like, eight. he's like eight. And he's like, just like kind of pushing on the doors. Like, can I come in? It's sad. <laughs> um, and then he goes, he's like, I don't even know where foxes yes. live. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to apologize? And she's like, obviously, they live under the rainbows.
0: Yeah. Duh.
1: Duh. Duh kid. <laughs> and so he goes
0: to this field town where there's a rainbow. And then that's the yeah. end of that vignette. But we have to mention, it takes like five minutes for him to walk to this rainbow. Like, it's it's a gorgeous (laughs) shot. Like, he's wearing his kimono. He's in, like, a beautiful field of flowers. Like, all these different Mm -hmm. colors you can never really see. It's stunning, but it lasts longer than most songs. (laughs) Okay, the next one is called The Peach Orchard. This was my favorite.
1: I loved this one. I loved this one.
0: It was so good. So, first, it's Girls' Day, March 3rd, which is... My favorite holiday. I think. Yeah, One mine of. too. I was like, Hello. "Oh, is this a doll ceremony? I see oh, it. I see yeah. it. Okay, I know what this <laughs> is." <laughs> yeah, and the the boy brings his sister like a little tray. She's like with all her friends, and she keeps being like, "Fuck off! Like, leave us alone! Leave like, us alone!" This, is, annoying, this is girls. This is girls staying. Get out of here! Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps being like, "Wait, there was a sixth person here." Like, all of it is such cool, like, short film, like Twilight Zone, like. Every time there's dialogue, it really piques my interest. Mm-hmm. He's like, There was a sixth girl here. And he's like, And they're like, shut up. And then he sees the sixth girl and chases her out and follows her <laughs> into the hills, where then we see a bunch of, they're the life size versions of all the dolls from the display,
1: mm-hmm. which is so cool. It's so beautiful.
0: It's so, and they say they don't, go, they're not going to go to his house anymore. They're mm-hmm. the spirits. Because his family cut down the peach tree, the, all the peach trees in the orchard, and they're the peach spirits. So, how can they celebrate? Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, again, like it really made me think of that episode of Avatar The Last Airbender when Aang gets to like one village and like the river is like full of shit or something. And he's like, okay, what did you guys do to nature that like pissed off your local spirit? Yeah. I really like this like Eastern value of respecting nature and respecting nature spirits.
1: Yeah, and I feel like this is, like, it, the first, vignette. it was, like, this, like, these kind of ethereal fox, mm-hmm. like, figures that mm-hmm. he interacted with and, like, disrespected by, mm-hmm. you know, uh, looking in on a private ceremony. And then it's, mm-hmm. like, this one, he comes across these, uh, like, tree spirits that mm-hmm. are angry with his family
0: for cutting down the peach orchard. Yeah, and he cries and they're like you're just crying because you can never have a peach again and he's like no I can buy a peach at the store I'm crying because like I loved seeing the orchard in bloom and they're like okay well you're clearly a good boy Please I know I love bloom that one more time
1: <laughs> I love that they're like yeah okay you're a good boy <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah he approved it he said I can buy them at the store which I yeah. thought was really fast thinking that's actually really smart yeah that was yeah. Good. and then they do like the most stunning dance I've ever seen in my life. It was
1: beautiful. The co- like the
0: colors and the the way like the staging and blocking of everything was amazing. It I like almost cried. I feel like a lot of Fleet Fox's music videos <laughs> are trying to be that. Trying to like be having yeah, <laughs> like gorgeous colors, gorgeous movements. It's a long scene but like it rocks. I would have watched mm-hmm. it for 40 more minutes. And then It ends and he's alone in the orchard again and he chases the girl and then all the trees are cut and you just see like a wide shot of all the dead like branches where all the people just were were dancing Mm -hmm. except there's one bud on Mm -hmm. one tree. It was beautiful. It was perfect.
1: People say this one is is autobiographical in a sense that I guess his his sister suddenly died when he was in fourth grade and so people kind of read that last frame of this vignette of like him looking at this orchard and just kind of like frozen as kind of like
0: dealing with that loss I'm gonna cry right now that's crazy that's so beautiful I'm like tearing up right now yeah wow yeah Yeah. it's just like so sincere yeah I'm like literally crying that's (laughs) so
1: beautiful the beautiful little
0: short Mm
1: -hmm. um and then we come to the blizzard
0: this is the one I paid the least attention to
1: this one was hard to watch it was like it was like five minutes of just hearing people like breathing and yeah just like listening to their like dying breaths as they freeze to death in this blizzard
0: yeah, maybe that's why I couldn't watch it. it. Reminded me of Kumiko though, when the woman <laughs> was saying like the snow is warm.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's a team of mountain climbers. They're they apparently woke up late and they're like trying to get to the next camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all just freezing to death mm-hmm. in this storm, and they all collapse. And then the main guy, like I, uh our protagonist wakes up to this like spirit of some sort kind of uh, blanketing him with snow and telling him the snow is warm and mm-hmm. the ice is hot and, and then he like wakes up out of the storm and the storm's gone and then they're at the camp yeah
0: but presumably much like with kumiko he's actually dead yeah yeah or, well as you no, thought I, it's actually alive and i body. think he's actually alive because i think
1: he i think because he's the it's same i weapon. think because he's the same guy on each vignette, so I think that mm-hmm. he's alive. Yeah, this one was interesting to me because I was like, okay, he's not, you, you know, is he, like, fighting the forces of nature mm-hmm. and then accepts it, was, it?
0: Yeah. I guess hearing about, like, his sister, I wonder if it's a survivor's guilt dream.
1: Well, that's definitely the next one, too, which I think. 100%. The next one is definitely survivor's guilt. Yeah. The next one's very interesting, the tunnel. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. The tunnel is he a he comes out on this other side of the tunnel. Uh, and then a soldier is a dead soldier asks if he really died. And he's like, No. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. And like just more and more soldiers keep it. You get like a whole army of soldiers. And then the captain mm-hmm. I, I guess, like apologizes to all of them people
1: say that like the blizzard and the tunnel are like trying to like attempts to like eliminate the like forces of nature like go against them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he sends the platoon back into the tunnel or like back Mm -hmm. to the beyond or wherever they're going and like the same with the snow spirit Mm -hmm. he kind of finally it's like he finally accepts that they both
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are forces in his life that he has to like overcome or something yeah
0: Yeah. and I mean death is like a nature force for sure
1: yeah this one also felt very theatrical to me just in Mm -hmm. the way like then the makeup for the soldiers and Mm -hmm. like when he is pointing out the soldiers pointing out the city where his um, parents are still waiting for him Mm -hmm it all felt very, like, very theatrical.
0: Total the stage, And definitely. no, like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of all one long shot.
1: Um, I think that this one was either, like, co-directed or the person that helped him create the story was the, one of the directors of the Godzilla movies who oh. um, was, like, a prisoner of war in World War II. Oh, shit. And had, like, been working on a film that was essentially this. Damn. Um, but Kurosawa was like, hey, we'll do it together in this dreams wow. thing. <laughs> I wonder if did Kurosawa fight? He they he said that like he got turned away from the physical mm. um <laughs> for some reason and then later <laughs> when okay, like <laughs> Yeah, like somebody was apparently a sympathetic army guy was like, "No, go away." Wow. Um But then when he, like, tried to enlist later on in the war, Mm -hmm. it was, like, too late. It was done.
0: I wonder if, like, every – because my grandparents were, like – and your grandparents were all pretty young, I think, during World War II. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if people who were adults at that time felt, like, survivor's guilt for not being in Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Yeah, that could maybe
1: be part of this vignette, too, of,
0: like – Kurosawa's own
1: survivor's guilt for not actually yeah. fighting in the war too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I, like, obviously, Japan is a country where that entire generation was really impacted by that war. I mean, so was every country that participated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I obviously haven't interacted with very much, like, media that, like, looks at how that impacted people and how that impacted, like, a generation's psyche. Which will definitely, I think it's
1: pretty clear how it affected Kurosawa and some of these later. Mount Fuji and Red, for
0: sure. And the Weeping Demon, for sure, too. Yes, yes. Um, The next one is called Crows. This Uh one I also didn't really pay attention to because they were speaking French. And English, Martin Scorsese. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Martin Scorsese famous Frenchman Van Gogh <laughs> it's such an interesting choice to cast him so I is
1: like looking at these Van Gogh paintings and then he goes into the French countryside and he is like looking for Van Gogh he meets Van Gogh played by Martin Scorsese yep. <laughs> the obvious <laughs> and, choice and Martin Chris like oh I gotta go like there's so much to paint I gotta go I gotta go and so then Is like walking through all these Van Gogh paintings and it finally catches up to Van Gogh and then it turns into another painting
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, special effects by George Lucas (laughs) 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 so the the interesting thing about this movie is like no production company in Japan wanted to produce it like Steven Spielberg got the script for it and got Warner Brothers to put up the mm-hmm. money to distribute it. Mm-hmm. Um, and George Lucas also has kicked in his special effects
0: mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, All in. Everyone's doing their part. Yeah. But
1: it's like, apparently the last couple films that Kurosawa made, mm-hmm. um, people like in Japan didn't necessarily want to take a chance on it because like it wasn't, they were big hits Mm -hmm. um and they were like especially this one which in the last few vignettes are very critical of like nuclear power
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and like post-war consumerism Mm -hmm. and they're like
0: no yeah (laughs) so he had to
1: go like uh, he had to have some like american Mm -hmm. help to produce the last couple of films
0: damn and that's also coming back in the news right now because the Japanese government wants to pour a bunch of wastewater into the ocean. And like, there was a demonstration in South Korea, a bunch of students shaved their heads in protest. And a lot of Japanese people also are like, this is fucked up, don't do that. Like this is nuclear wastewater and is going to hurt a lot of people. Um, and this seems like something Kurosawa would be against yes i
1: think he definitely would be
0: believe it or not part of woke holly's weird (laughs) and he's actually anti-nuclear waste dump into the sea of japan or whatever
1: that's pretty cool
0: of him we'll say yeah (laughs) he's alt for that yeah he really is so that brings us i think to mount fuji in red Mm -hmm. people are running around it's kind of a pompeii situation not to frame this in a western way but there's a bunch of people it running is. around because there's a mountain on fire, and the best mm-hmm. example we have is Pompeii. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So he comes across this like this businessman and this mm-hmm. mother with two kids, and business guy is like, "Oh, see all these colored fogs. Mm-hmm. He, he, like this is this one that'll kill you. This is this one that'll kill you. This is mm-hmm. this one that'll kill mm-hmm. you, uh, because there's like a nuclear power plant exploded."
0: And at one point he, there, he says, "The human error." the danger not the nuclear plant Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah you can make stuff like the things that go wrong or when things go wrong you know yeah
1: and this is where i felt like the movie kind of like shifted from dreams dreams and kind of like fantasies Mm -hmm. that he's had versus like just things he's lived through Mm. Um, kind of fictionalized or like um exaggerated versions of that are like dreaming through those mm-hmm. events in his life.
0: Yeah. Then he wanders around the wasteland after everyone's cleared out. Yeah. Uh, and this is the weeping demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sees the weeping demon. He sees that some flowers are able to grow. Uh then the weeping demon takes him to go look at these other screaming demons that have two to three horns And they're all just, like, screaming and in pain. And the weeping demon's like, oh, I also have one horn. And that's actually kind of starting to hurt, too. Uh, And he asks him if he wants to be a demon. And I runs down the hill for a really long time. Uh, And then that's the end of that one.
1: Yeah. And this one, I think this one was, like, scary. Um
0: (laughs) This is the scariest one, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well... And it was also like when he has this like very really long conversation with the demon about like oh there's no birds no animals no fish like mm-hmm. everything's a mutant even mm-hmm. humans become mutants mm-hmm. and like there's no food so we're eating each other and um mm-hmm. then you know he says like i was a farmer and i'm i threw a bunch of like i used to bury vegetables and like throw milk in rivers to drive mm-hmm. up prices Mm -hmm. people see that as like Kurosawa criticizing post-war consumerism and like driving up prices um, just for profit and destruction of mankind.
0: Yeah I know it is weird because Japan has this like like very strong national motto Mm -hmm. of like you are part of a community you don't inconvenience other people you think of others before yourself you respect nature you respect the people around you Mm -hmm. but obviously it is like a capitalist country and that means people are people are still people they all want to make money they want to get ahead of each other they want to win
1: yeah and i mean there's still he was saying there's a hierarchy within the demons of like Mm
0: -hmm. the
1: two horned demons eat the one horned demons and the three horned demons eat the two horned Mm -hmm. demons
0: i think maybe two horned demon is a euphemism for women wow yikes (laughs) (laughs) yeah is, uh... This one was spooky.
1: Yeah, this one was scary. This one in the blizzard one. I was like, these ones are hard to watch.
0: Yeah. Well in their
1: Mount Fuji and Red was also very hard to watch.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But now we're at the Village of the Watermills, which And I like this one. Yeah, this was my third favorite. Mine too. Definitely. Um, it's beautiful. He's in this like amazing, like it's a village of water. It kind of looks like the village from the original wicker man. Just like there's mm-hmm. a lot of flowers. There's a lot of water. It's quiet. There's a lot of children dancing. And um, the kids all say hello. They leave a bunch of flowers on a rock by the river. Then he meets an old man who says, we live a simple life, etc." And he's saying, like, they think convenience is better. And I think he is also talking about post-war consumerism. Mm-hmm. And this village seems to be coming back to, like, Japan's roots and, like, mm-hmm. Right. Take only what you need, like do your part. You're part of a cycle, you're part of a wheel, you're part of nature.
1: Yeah. And he you know, he he, he like repeatedly says, Oh, here we
0: live the natural way of life. Mm-hmm. They basically live a zero-waste lifestyle. Sounds like they're kind of living that van life, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like these kids that put the flower on the stone. Apparently, <laughs> this is based off of something that Kirisawa saw once that was pretty much the same thing, like somebody died. Uh, Mm -hmm. and they this village put a stone and would put flowers on it but then generations later they still do it and nobody really knows why necessarily which I think is just like kind of a beautiful respect in traditions kind of thing
0: totally Um, it also sounds like it's the opposite of generational trauma (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) like generational (laughs) awesome (laughs) I think it's probably what it's called yeah, I think that's actually definitely what it's called. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another really good quote from the old man is, um, people invent things that make the world worse, but they're so proud of their inventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> got him. Um, <laughs> and this actually wasn't even the original ending for this Whoa. movie. It was supposed to be that I like woke up mm-hmm. and uh, the war was over and um, and the world had broken out into world peace, and mm. everybody is celebrating, but they were like, first of all, we can't shoot that; it's too expensive. Um, <laughs> second of all, we'd be we'd have to like cast hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh-huh. so they rewrote it to this, um, okay, which I think is played, yeah, still a beautiful ahead. ending. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think this is beautiful. And then they see the funeral procession. Mm, yes. Yeah. I see the foxes again it's popping they're dancing they're <laughs> playing their little wooden flutes it rocks and then we see him
1: drop a flower out of stone mm-hmm. and walk off it's supposed to indicate i guess you know him either waking up from the dream or like uh coming to terms with his own death because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it's interesting about this one it's like very colorful very full mm-hmm. of life like the first couple of vignettes but like mm-hmm. There is just so much talk about death and
0: Mm -hmm. uh, throughout this one. Yeah, I kind of wish that this had just been the first two and the last one. (laughs) But I, I really like the tunnel one too. I I,
1: that one I really
0: liked. Yes. Okay, tunnel was good. Yeah. And Fuji and red was good.
1: Yeah. That one. That one scared me too. Yeah.
0: I guess. Yeah, I just like the ones with good colors. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. What it's really give a it?
1: beautiful movie. I, I would give yeah. it a five and five. I really liked it. I think it's like, I've only seen one other Kurosawa movie. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting. Like his whole career is kind of like these, these kind of dude movies where like, mm-hmm. it's like this solo guy and he's like mm-hmm. rough and he's like causing, they're causing trouble and like
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: noble guys um, doing their thing, you know. And I like how kind of like gentle this one is, but like so layered with like such darkness. Um it's a very interesting watch and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he's a great director. Mm-hmm. This is like the one of the only other films he also wrote, like the other yeah. one he wrote in like 1945. Wow. This came out in 1990. So I think it's a great final film for kurosawa
0: yeah and in talking to you the more i think about it the more i really did love like i would go back and rewatch the peach orchard any day oh yeah that one rocks yeah i really like the fox one too yes i like the fox one as well yeah i would say I give it a five and a five again like it's one of those fives where it's like i'm gonna be excited anytime i can bring this movie up at a dinner party yeah more so than maybe watching it was mm-hmm. as an experience i it is definitely a dude movie i mean there was one protagonist and he was a guy like there wasn't sure. necessarily room for yeah. yeah
1: i mean it's supposed to be kurosawa stand-in essentially yeah so it's like autobiographical yeah. biographical for him
0: yeah. yeah so that's fine but if this if kurosawa had been a woman that would have been even better <laughs> is my sort of takeaway i guess have you seen other kurosawa movies no what's the one that you've seen uh yojimbo did you watch that in history of media arts one no i watched it a couple months ago actually Whoa. On criterion <gasps> should i watch uh,
1: it yeah i mean i liked it i really want to watch ron because that, that's like my mm-hmm. grandpa's favorite movie
0: oh um, okay let's do so
1: it i want to watch that sometime
0: yeah right. we'll do it yeah we'll do it yeah. i'll add it to the list
1: yeah, I've just always heard a lot about Kurosawa because he's my grandpa's favorite director.
0: Oh.
1: So. Because they're both Akira. Oh. So so.
0: I really like the name Akira.
1: It's a great name. I think it's, it's really classic.
0: Yeah. 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 It seems like it's the, like, it's like Clint or like Clive. It's like an yeah. old, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just very, like, classy, classic. Yeah. It's the yeah. Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very cute. Yeah. If there's ever a director with my name, I'll lose it. Or yours. Yeah.
1: yeah when will there ever be an Emily?
0: Hello. I mean, I can't
1: think <laughs> of an Emily director.
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the, like, Kamel's wife. She di- she's oh, a, she's a director. I think she's a producer. Mm, okay.
1: All right, we'll get on it. Yeah, we'll work on it. (laughs) I know there's some writers, Emily. Like Emily Spivey. I know.
0: Yes. Okay, you'll be the first Emily director.
1: I don't want I don't want to direct, but hopefully there'll be a different Emily. You have
0: to take (laughs) one for the team, for the Emily community.
1: (laughs) Please, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: maybe your directorial debut can be the sequel to The Meg. There we go. It'll be a project worth taking on. I'll, I'll ask her next week. Yeah. If they have a director attached yet. Yeah, and if not, maybe you can co-direct with her because I think she kind of wanted to be a producer-director. Star. Mm -hmm. Mm She just wanted to make sure she didn't get taken advantage of. I respect that. Mm -hmm. This is her Don John, she keeps saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is her Don John, of course. (laughs) It's her Don John. It's her girls on HBO. (laughs) It's her. um, What's the other one? Star is Born. I think she'll be flattered by all of these comparisons. (laughs) Well, it's never been done by a shark. Yeah. Or a megalodon. Yeah. Yeah. She's excited. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time. Bye.